Hello and welcome to the show. This is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, or any podcast player of your choice. So subscribe for free once you're done listening to the episode. And please remember to give me a five-star review because all the other people who have given me reviews so far on all the platforms seem to give me only five-star reviews. So I think this podcast is worth the squeeze. So today on the show... I was going through my notes uh, two or three days ago, and I noticed that I have a bunch of questions from previous episodes that we haven't um, addressed. Now, unfortunately, uh, the point, or rather the, the place where I wrote out the questions, I didn't seem to have a context to which episode I was supposed to squeeze these um, uh, these questions out of, or rather continue these questions from. So I'm going to be making this podcast episode today without having a sense of which podcast episode I'm supposed to tie this back to. But anyway, it's going to make um, sense um, in itself. So um, yeah, that's not a problem. So let's get to the topic for today. Now we're going to be looking at why you need the big three to grow your business profits. The big three, something I've been talking about over here on the podcast from time to time. I've been talking about them from day one, basically, but I never called them the big three until I had the uh, session with the Brunch and Bond um, Ladies uh, Business and Professional Networking Group over here in Abuja. So after that, that's when I started calling them the big three because uh, clearly they are the foundation for successful selling conversations. Now, the big three are prospecting, qualification and discovery. Those are the technical terms that we use in sales um, circles. But since those terms might throw some of you off, especially if this is your first time of listening to the podcast, I'm going to keep things simple and I'm going to use the, uh, what will I say, the summary? I'll just call them different things that are easy to remember. So the big three, prospecting, qualification, discovery. Prospecting, that's the beginning. Prospecting is the stage where we're worried about Am I talking to the right person who have a need, who has a need for my product or my service? So the first stage of the big three, who should I talk to that has a need for my product or service? That's the question you're trying to answer. The second stage, qualification. Do they have a problem that I can solve? That's why you're asking questions to try and figure out what their needs are. And then stage uh, three, which is discovery. How bad is the problem? And uh, is it a problem that is worth solving? The reason why these are the foundation is because if you're not talking to the right person, if the person doesn't have a problem that you can solve, because they might have a problem, but someone else can solve it. And if they have a problem and you can solve it, but they don't think it's a problem that is worth solving, then there is no point in going forward to the other stages of the sales process, which is where you try and haggle, you try and negotiate, you try and uh, come up with uh, comebacks or replies to their um, objections and uh, things like that. All the later stages do not matter if you don't have this three in place. If number one, you're not talking to the right person. Number two, you're not sure if the people have a problem. The person, sorry, the person has a problem that your product or service can solve. And then number three, if you don't know how bad the problem is or if the problem is worth solving. If you don't have that, you have no foundation. And let me repeat, you have no foundation to make a successful sale because this is what's going to happen. Some of you might end up talking to the wrong person or to the right person who has a problem, 
or who has a problem but the problem is not worth solving and you're going to try and railroad the sale through maybe because the person is your friend or maybe because you're good looking and charismatic or whatever shy you find a way and you push it through now if you do that and you push through a sale that didn't have the adequate foundation some problems are going to occur in the future let me repeat if you do not have prospecting qualification and discovery in place if you're not talking to the right person if they do not have a problem that your product or service can solve and if they don't think that the problem is worth solving but still through good looks through charisma through connections through whatever you push this sale through some problems will occur in the future it's not whether it will occur it will occur the first one is called buyer's remorse or buyer's regret the second one is called scope creep the third one small margins after that there's poor user experience and then finally there's a poor clv clv is customer lifetime value now i'm going to repeat what these possible problems are that could occur there might be other things but maybe i haven't thought about them um, right now and if i do in future episodes i will bring them up oh by the way sorry about the noise in the background you know how it is people build houses right on top of each other in nigeria and so um even though i'm in my dedicated recording space if my neighbors are having such a fit and you know laughing and yapping outside then sometimes it bleeds over in into the recording so if you did apologies for that where was i okay so now the problems that will occur if you decide to push forward a sale even though you have no foundation or rather if you have the wrong foundation the first one is called bias remorse or bias regret those words are not the same even though people use them interchangeably but they refer to situations where the buyer has regret because they think that they bought the wrong thing so they're angry um uh yeah because they think they bought the wrong thing now the difference is in one situation the buyer might be angry at you because you forced them to buy the wrong thing now that's a problem another problem is that they might be angry at themselves that they bought the wrong thing either way this transaction where you have buyer's remorse or buyer's regret is not going to lead to customer success or customer satisfaction customer satisfaction is when they're happy and they're all smiles we need that for people to refer business to you in the future customer success is when they're able to look and say you know what this guy promised that if i was to buy this product i would achieve xyz i achieved x and y and i think that's good enough so i'm really happy the product did what it did so without um product uh sorry without customer success and without customer satisfaction the possibility of getting rebeat business goes down now that is what happens when you have buyer's remorse or buyer's regret and that ties into poor clv clv is customer lifetime value the idea behind customer lifetime value is this people buy your product or your service most people think in terms of one purchase so if you sell kids pajamas on instagram uh most people are thinking in terms of uh the lady bought one pair of pajamas and i was able to make a profit of 2005 on one pair of pajamas now that's not a bad way of thinking a better way of thinking is this if the lady made one purchase now and the profit was 2005 is there a way that i can get her to buy um, six pairs of pajamas every single year for the next five years and then your profit margin is now 2500 naira multiplied by six did i say six 
six times in a year. Okay, multiplied by six times in a year, and then that, um, and then by um, six years. Forgive me, I can't remember what figures that I said first. So that's a better way of looking at it. Now, with customer lifetime value, you're thinking, how long is this person going to remain with me? What's the typical horizon that people stay with me? When you say customer lifetime value, you're not thinking about customer lifetime value in absolute terms, because nobody. Very few people buy a product, you know, for life. People use a product depending on uh, the stage of in life that they're at, their tastes, uh, things like that. So, it, you know, uh, there's a range, basically. Let me just um, let me just put it that way. So, for instance, let's say people who use laptops. Maybe people who use laptops. This is just a guess. I do not sell computers, so don't take my word for it. But this is just a guess. So maybe for people who sell laptops. Uh, customer lifetime value is maybe uh, the person buys the laptop when you get into university. So maybe that's from around 18. And maybe people use uh, computers up until, um, I don't know, maybe 65 when they retire. And then after they retire, they only need a tablet because they're keeping in touch with uh, children and grandkids or something like that. Now, please remember, I am not saying this is a fact. This is just a guess. I'm not in the business, so I have no idea. I'm just trying to show you how reasonably you can't expect someone to remain with you for life. So if someone or to buy computers and you're able to get somebody in at 18 and you're able to get the person to buy from you from when the person is 18 up until when the person is maybe uh, 45. You have tried. You've done a good job. Given that it's possible that people could have used, um, would need laptops from 18 to maybe um, 65. So that's the whole idea. If you sell laptops, don't just focus on the 100K profit that you're going to make on this com uh, particular computer, but try and see how you can get this person buying laptops from you again and again the person buys a laptop in year one he buys from you year four you want him to call you up he's entering law school you want him to call you he gets his first job you want him to call you um he gets a girlfriend he wants to impress you get him to call you later on they get married they have their first set of kids um and uh children are getting ready to go to primary school you want him to call you so you get the whole idea so that's the whole thing about customer lifetime value so buyer's remorse buyer's regret that's how it gets into the picture and that's how it ruins uh, poor CLV, customer lifetime value. Then there's also scope creep. Scope creep is what happens when people agree to XYZ. In fact, wedding photographers listening to the show right now, uh, we used to get this a lot. You talk to the bride, she's happy, everything. You guys agree, she looks at the sample and she says, oh, cool. And then um, she drops 400K and uh, it's for... Um, the album and uh, maybe three frames and you think ah yeah i've done a good job but then you finish the wedding and then the bride is like oh okay yeah where are my um where are my uh where are my 600 edited um photos and then you're like ah 600 sister i didn't tell you 600 i told you 400k you're going to get an album you're going to get all the edited images in it i didn't say it was going to be 600 images you know but then the bride rightfully thinks well my sister Bingwe got married, my cousin Atunike got married, and, you know, they all got 600 images each, you know, blah, 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 blah. So she kind of expects that you would do the same thing, and then you guys now have a quarrel. That is what we call scope creep. We agreed on what we thought were the deliverables, one, two, and three. But then now we have paid the money, we've moved forward, and then it's looking as if we have to add some extra items. Bottom line, the thing is, expectations are beginning to creep up and up and up, and so we have a quarrel. Those are the things that happen when you don't have prospecting qualification and discovery in place. Then there is um, small margins. 
if you don't do prospecting, qualification, and discovery, you're not talking to the right person, you don't figure out if they have a problem or how bad is the problem, it could come from different things. Buyer's remorse, buyer's regret, you're trying to spend some extra money to make them happy. Scope creep, that means the deliverables that you're doing uh, go up. Maybe you have to pay an editor to edit more images. Your image, your margins are now going down. And you can see how all these things, either one of them or three of them together, buyer's remorse, scope creep, small margins can lead to a poor user experience. Poor user experience, the person is not happy, there's no customer satisfaction, there's no customer success, and all of this is uh, hampering our um, CLV, customer lifetime value. Remember, the goal is to get them to buy from you today and to get them to buy from you some other time. And after a while, they bring their friends, their family members, and their associates. Because even though this is the Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast, the goal is to make sure that we obviate the need for selling. The goal is to make sure that we make sure that we don't have to keep selling all the time. Selling is good, but selling all the time is stressful. So wouldn't it be nice if we get into these business situations and then we prime the relationship and we set things up so that people buy from us once and then after that, it is referrals. Referrals, introductions, those are a lot easier to deal with than having to look for people to do business with from fresh, right from the get-go. So you see how all these things um, all these things work. Now, if I was going to make a podcast episode where we dealt with all of these things that I've spoken about so far, buyer's remorse, buyer's regret, scope creep, small margins, poor user experience, and poor customer lifetime value, this would be one of those one-hour episodes. And I don't want to do that. In fact, the last couple of episodes have been running on, bordering on 30, 40 minutes. And I want to nip that in the bud before you guys run off and start listening to um, shorter podcast episodes. Although one person has reached out to say, stop apologizing. I have no problem with the time. But this kind of feedback would be nice to know when you guys hit me up on uh, LinkedIn or wherever it is that you find me. So the next podcast episode or the next couple of episodes are going to be devoted to how these things occur. I want you guys to be able to see the link. I want you guys to be able to understand how if you don't have prospecting, if you don't have proper qualification, or if you don't do discovery, you're creating all these problems for your business. I want you guys to be able to understand why I call these things the big three. So you can start paying attention to them. Stop paying attention to the sexy stuff. Everybody's paying attention to the sexy stuff. Pricing, negotiation, objection handling. Yes, all that is sexy. All that requires you to talk smooth, talk fancy, uh, whatever. Let's pay attention to the foundational part first. If we sort out the foundational part and the foundational elements are working well, then handling all the sexy parts, you know, negotiating, pricing and all that uh, become a whole lot easier. So we will tackle that in the next episode. So that's all for today, folks. Now, if you love what you've been hearing on the podcast so far, then hit me up on 080-6466-2140. Oh yeah, which reminds me, somebody told me that it's not 080, that O is an alphabet. So it should be 080-6466-2140. When I say hit me up, I mean you can call, you can SMS, send me a WhatsApp message, send me a Telegram message uh, for business support. And some of the range of services that we offer include leadership and team development, where you can come up with coaching and workshops to help develop leadership skills, not just for you, for members of your team teach you guys how to collaborate uh you and your employees so hit me up if you are interested if you want to connect with me on socials i spend most of my time on linkedin but you can find me anywhere 
my name is Tavishima Ayede. That's what you should be searching for. You can confirm the spelling of my name and my email address from this website where you're currently listening to this episode or the profile of the podcast app where you're currently listening to my voice. Also, if you'd like to see or you'd like to know how I'm getting a client 1.4 million naira returns on a Nigerian savings account, then hit me up. I gave the number uh, earlier, 080-6466-2140. Country code, plus 234. That's for those of you who are in the UK, and maybe you've forgotten the um, country code of the motherland. Now, these savings accounts, they're not regular savings accounts, but they're specialized and dedicated savings accounts. If you're interested, hit me up. And let's see how we can uh, get you sorted on that. So thank you very much for your time and attention. I have just done 17 minutes. Minutes, yeah. Let's see how I can keep the other episodes uh, down to this time as well. Yeah, so that's it pretty much. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.